when someone's trying to oppress you, um, we have to stand up. That's why we started this podcast was to stand up for the voices of people who have never been heard. So how does that look if we run away from a situation when someone else is trying to oppress us or try to control what's coming out of our mouths? Like this is this is outside of our work zone. Like I'm not on the clock. Denise is not on the clock. No one pays our bills when we come to this podcast. Oh Lord. Oh, we're not, back. How do I use Zoom again? All right, so welcome to the Rowing in Color podcast. Uh, my name is Denise Aquino, and I'm here with Patricia Destine. Patricia, why don't you tell our listeners what this episode's about today? This is a this is a welcoming back episode. This is one of those like we've been away and we're back, and um, sort of hear stories and conversations we had at the head of Charles. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna kick this year in its tush, and we're. Uh, we're open to listening to new stories, new stories, new experiences, amplifying good experiences. Stories. Yes, amplifying voices of, of color. Like, yeah, we're going to have, this is going to be a fun episode. I like this episode. It's a lot of There's a lot. Unpacking. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, we're going to cover, we're going to cover, you know, why we haven't put out episodes. Uh, we're also going to cover, you know, what we've been doing. I mean, we've definitely recorded, I want to say about 20 episodes that still we haven't published. We had a we had a hot mic at the head of the Charles. It wasn't hot all the time. Akil came over a few times and tried to whisper some sweet nothings into the microphone, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a hot mic at the time. <laughs> but he did he did give us some of his time and you were you were introducing you, you were interviewing Akil, right? Akil. I had Michelle Sosa. There were quite, quite a few people actually. So the many concert. people. So many people and and Patrick Johnson, you said Michelle Sosa, Chris Graves, uh, who else? We had Luis Prado, uh, I wanna, Annie, oh, I can't remember Annie's last name. Oh, but we had so many Colombian rowers, that was really awesome. So many people there and Charles is back and we're back. So without further ado, here we go. So Patricia, it's now November, 2021. Why haven't we put out any episodes in 2021? I mean, life happens. Like, I honestly, like, life does happen. And we've always expressed this very early on. This is, this is, like, our part-time, like, baby we're growing on the side. But, like, we Part-time we is a stretch. Yeah, this is, like, this is our side gig. Like, our secret, like, midnight side gig, to be honest. Um, secret midnight side gig. <laughs> I mean, like we work and then we're like, okay, let's go home and like, let's, are you ready, Denise? I'm not ready. Are you ready, Patricia? No, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, this was supposed to take place, I think two days ago. We we're like, no, I'm tired. No, I'm sleeping. And anyway, yeah, so, I honestly fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of part-time gig, very not part-time in terms of pay, but way over part-time in terms of time required. I think someone at the Charles asked how long it takes to produce an episode and to record it, to record it, get all the signatures from folks and then to edit it. Cause there are some parts that people want to redo that we want to read. <laughs> we say, um, we burp. I work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Denise, it, those are my fault. <laughs> I was trying to be vague. Um, <laughs> the times you say, um, it takes about four or five hours for each around 40 minute episode. So it does take a good amount of time in addition to coordinating, finding folks, et cetera. But anyway, so we were busy. We were very busy. 
And we could Mm -hmm. have passed the mic to someone else. We could have delegated the work to other folks. But I think the real reason, and we told a few of our, a few folks in our inner circle, just, you know, the real reason why is just because we had some fear, to be honest. We, we got a lot of spotlight, a lot of spotlight in 2020. Uh, for those who've been following us from the beginning, you know, our first episodes were in a bar <laughs> with 20 downloads. And now we're well past, you know, or a few thousand downloads per episode. And so we got really in the spotlight and, and we got positive attention and negative attention. And mm-hmm. some of that negative attention trickled down into our day jobs. And, I, and without specifying, because it's not that hard it's not that hard to figure out where both Patricia and I work. We work in separate locations and we've made it very clear that what we do at Rowing and Color is unaffiliated, completely unaffiliated with what we do in our day jobs. Despite that being the case, some notable folks at one of our day jobs uh, still thought it was relevant to tell us that in the same breath that one well, they fundraise for our salary, uh, again, being very vague. Uh, they said, yes, they fundraise for our salary. And also there are just certain things you shouldn't say on that podcast. And even though we pushed back and said, we're unaffiliated, you know, freedom of speech, this is unaffiliated. They still decided to remind us in the most, I don't even want to give it respectful. I don't even want to say kind, just the most blunt way. Maybe I'll even go so far as to saying the most entitled way of reminding us, well, I fundraise for your salary, which at the end of the day is a threat. (laughs) And, and in 2021, uh, you know, still the pandemic, uh, in 2021, when you don't want to lose a job that supports your livelihood, that supports your day-to-day where diversifying your income streams is a luxury and it's, it's still a hustle. And, you know, there's so many things that you can do that fear really arrests you. And so, so that, that is the real reason behind it. And we're well aware that our organizations will hear this episode and we'll know exactly, they will know exactly who we are talking about, but hopefully that'll, um, that'll show that, if you think this is us acting out of fear, wait until we act out of confidence and out of growth and out of, out of thriving. And so, um, there's no other, there's no other thing we'd like to do than amplify the voices and stories of those who unfortunately go through these similar experiences and have to act in fear and have to hide. So it happened, it happened to us. And, um, Patricia, anything to add to that? I think you, you you express yourself very like clearly. Like I it it is um like we we've grown a lot. Like and that's what I said early, early on in the opening. This is growth because it's so easy to kind of like I don't want to say we're cower we were cowering, but we to some extent we we were protecting ourselves. We were protecting our our livelihood and how we support ourselves um by taking a step away and going. You know what? Let's let let's let's regroup. Let's figure out what we need to do to be safe long-term and then still be able to have our podcast. So that, that, that us taking that, that break was out of like, you know, it was out of fear, you know, but it's also 
a lot of our, our listeners have gone through some idea of fear or some, some, some moment of, I don't feel secure in this space, in this position. And so they've taken a lot of steps back from the, the sport or from how they present themselves in the sport. And so I think this is an example of how we as rowers or coaches or people in the wrong world, how we had to protect ourselves and we had to take a step back mm-hmm. as people of color because we were being slightly threatened by like losing your job or by mm-hmm. being out outed as this, this, uh, you know, this person who's not, not, not helping the growth of the program and like, or other, or the sport, but mm-hmm. like hurting it with mm-hmm. ideas or the, or the content we put out here. Yeah. Um, and that's never our idea. Like our, 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 our thought process is there are people in this world, in this sport who don't get a voice, who don't get, who don't get to be seen or who don't ever like feel like they fit into this, in this world that we're in the sports world that we're in. And so they end up walking away and joining places that they do feel comfortable. And it, it was, it could have been very easy for Denise and I to kind of be like, okay, well, that was, that was a threat. And as, as we keep growing and we choose to stay in these positions at our jobs, um, then that might be, this might be a recurring issue to the point where you get fired or you walk away from the sport completely. We could easily been like, maybe this podcast is not what we thought we should have been doing and we could walk away. But I think we just needed that like time period to kind of refresh, like encourage each other to remember why we started doing this and for who we started to do this mm-hmm. for. It yeah. was for yeah people who are like, if you're not a founder or a CEO or sitting on a board, you know, you're, it's very hard to make your day-to-day lifestyle in rowing but like it's not funding it doesn't it does uh, being a coach doesn't pay all your bills many of the coaches mm-hmm. out there have three or four jobs i know a couple of them who do mm-hmm. they work at not one boathouse but several boathouses mm-hmm. or several different jobs just yep. to make ends meet yep. and that barely makes ends meet mm-hmm. um and so remembering that we a lot of people who are in this sport don't do it because it pays the bills it, it they do it because they love something about it so when someone is trying to up un, up when someone's trying to oppress you um we have to stand up that's why we started this podcast was to stand up for the voices of people who have never been heard so how does that look if we run away from a situation when someone else is trying to oppress us or try to control what's coming out of our mouths like this is this is outside of our work zone like i'm not on the clock it's not on the clock no one pays our bills when we come to this podcast literally no no bills no bills, like, but but I do want to say, can we can we like shout out to the, our folks on on Patreon who've oh, who yes. helped us? I mean, it costs like thirteen dollars a month for this thing, and then fifteen dollars a month for Zoom plus recording. Like it, they're little things, but they add up. Like Buzzsprout, that costs money. Oh my gosh, there was a time when, yeah, we were. <laughs> It was just all out of pocket. Actually, it's all out of pocket. So never mind. <laughs> but thank you to to our folks on Patreon. But sorry, I interrupted. You were saying I'm so sorry. No, no, you're right. Like we obviously we cannot forget those who do support us in that way. But like at the end of the day, like this is not for us to make money. This was this was started for us to mm-hmm. share stories and mm-hmm. experiences of people who couldn't share their story or didn't feel comfortable sharing our story and like. This is why I was so excited this the last two weekends ago, a weekend ago, um, when we went to the head of the Charles, because like I got to see and Denise and I got to see the people who are mm-hmm. who this yeah. podcast has supported and helped. And like I I like a lot of the people I I met, I've seen on pictures, but I've or I've seen yeah. on 
I like and, and not just because of, like I've seen them growing up. I've seen them very recently because there's a lot of DEI work going on um, right. around. So I recently started seeing like, you know, um, I met Ashley Pryor for the first time. And I, like that's the person I only met literally through <laughs> Zoom or I've seen on Instagram. Like <laughs> so to actually interact with someone that you've, you've, you've talked to for almost a year mm-hmm. or you've interacted with almost a year, you know. It's, it's, it's empowering because it's like, oh my gosh, this is not like, it's not in my head. It's not yeah. a, like, it's yeah. real. It is it's so real. real. Yeah. You know, it, it, it definitely, it definitely lit, lit up that spark. Cause I think just being virtual and being so removed has, has really like limited the scope for what the impact has been or could have been, or can be. It's, it's, it's really, it's really opened our eyes and, oh my gosh, thank you to those who stopped by. Thank you to those who've Who've, who've texted us, who've DM'd us, who said, keep going every time that there's something where, where we're like, should we do that? Should we say that? No one else is saying that. And they you know, they're like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. Cause you know what, whether or not we can afford to say it, whether or not that is the first threat or the last threat, we're going to keep going. And, uh, if someone stops us, I'd love to <laughs> almost like, oh gosh, if, <laughs> if you thought that was going to stop us, just, uh, just wait, you wait till you see what speed we can go at now. Oh gosh. But, um, I realized I, we never actually said what the person told us not to say. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, don't say like, there, there are things, there are appropriate things to say and inappropriate. Like we try not to project our own views. You know, we want to amplify mm-hmm. folks stories as much as possible. We're not here to promote anything political or promote anything, uh, personal in any way, but there are things like, Hey, we're going to say things like white fragility, just that term. And if this person who took us aside one of us aside and said, no, there's certain things you can't say. And they said, yep, you can't say white fragility. You can't, it just makes, it just makes white people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, white fragility, white fragility, and white fragility. So <laughs> next. All right. That's, uh, that's where I'll end that part, but, uh, <laughs> um, we're going to move on to the next part of our episode. So before we jump to the Charles and just uh, a little bit more about that experience, we have recorded some episodes, especially in the beginning of 2021, uh, just there, I don't want to name them just yet, just because we need to still get the signed, uh, release statements. Every, every person who is on the podcast does sign a release statement, just, you know, verifying, you know, I'm, I said what I said, I want to make sure, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, so we did record about 20 episodes, covered a lot of ground there and really just the arc of what's been happening all year from, we, we now have a different president from our last episode, you know, we have a different president. Yeah, that, that happened. (laughs) Um, uh, stop Asian hate. Uh, I don't want to say that movement. I also don't think I'd rather say stop white supremacy than stop Asian hate. Like how about, how about we look at the problem instead of who's affected by the problem? Uh, Mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot has happened in the last uh, 10 months. And so we want to do those episodes justice. And we'll be reaching out to those folks whose stories we amplified, whose stories we recorded. So uh, just wanted to touch quickly on that. Patricia, any thoughts on, on, on all of that? We've, we've gone, we've gone into a lot of details. Um, we've interviewed a lot of different people. So the story, the stories that we've, we've shared are just so much more in depth of like, okay, Rome is not just, we're not, when we say people of color, um, you know, we're not just talking about black people versus white people. Yeah. We're talking about the brown person, the, the you know, the caramel, however you want to call your, your skin tone color. We've yeah. literally done the whole, like, if you follow makeup, we've done the whole Fenty, like makeup color line. We've got the <laughs> white one to the darkest color um, of person and their experiences. And so when we say people of color, we literally mean everyone who is not white, like, or who's not, who does not identify as yeah, who does not identify as white. And so we've literally all the stories that you can think of, we've, we've, we've really looked for them and we've tried to have them share their stories. I don't know, Denise, I'm rambling. No, it's fine. So yeah, there are a lot of episodes that we're going to publish. Not sure the timeline, but we want to make sure that we do the stories justice. And if we need to do some re-records, then we will do some re-records. Just want to do mm-hmm. the stories justice and continue earning the trust of the folks who continue to trust us with their stories because that's a never ending process and we fully commit to that. So with that, our last uh, part of this, before we just uh, play the recordings from the Charles, um, Patricia, you were, so you were the one, when we were at the Charles, well, first of all, this is our first time having a tent ever. Many thanks to the head of the Charles, uh, many thanks to Mason Cox, many thanks to Courtney Wilson, many thanks to those behind the scenes, on the scene, who helped us get a tent at the Charles and in such, such a nice spot. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've ever even stood in that spot. I mean, I'd only been to the Charles twice before, one as a spectator and then one as like an alumni boat, but I don't know, Patricia, what, you, you were the one that coordinated and did all of the planning for that. What was that like for you? Once the, the confirmation email came in and they were like, okay, here's a spot, here's a, like, here's the map, here's all this information. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is real. Um, okay. Then I walked around telling all my friends and family, I got a tent at the Charles. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Because <laughs> um, that's what you brag about. If you've never done it, if you've never done it as a person of color, as a woman of color, you got to like those layers. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're very strong. Like Mm -hmm. that backpack is heavy on your back. So when you're able to be like, yeah, you know, I've done it it as all the, yeah, like we we did it. Um, You did it. You did it. I mean, I would not have the podcast if it wasn't for you. So we did it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was like like, getting there and knowing that we're doing it and then knowing that they have like so many, um, a lot of my friends and family who like who who row or mm-hmm. friends who row, family who support. Uh, just to clarify, like they were just like you. Oh my gosh, you're gonna have the Charles. You're gonna be so excited. You're gonna have a ten of the Charles. And some of the kids that I've coached in the past, they found out about it, and they're like, "Wait, I'm gonna be down in the Charles." So those, it was like such an exciting moment, like mm-hmm. planning it. Like when Denise was like, "Do you want to go to the Charles?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And then. <laughs> Yeah, that flight was out of pocket. Let me just say that our transportation and flight and Airbnb, like that was out of pocket. That was happily out of pocket, but still, out of still, pocket. still. But I think, I, I, I think there's like so much significance in what you just said. Like you, you put us there. You put us there. You organize. I, I love that. 
Oh my gosh. So grateful. We got such a good spot. We had to do same day pickup for our banner, but you know what? We were there. We were just happy to be there. You did. (laughs) You know, it's, it's okay. That, that clearly is not going to be hopefully, hopefully not our last time, but we, uh, thankfully were able to speak to some folks about getting a tent at Stotesbury. So don't know where that is, but we'll figure that out too. (laughs) All this, all this stuff, just getting the ball rolling again. We actually did have more than one person of color use our tent as a space to literally hide and recover, hide and recover from their team. Again, we're going to be as vague as possible because we want to protect identities here, but we had at least one person come to our tent and hide. And they even said, I just need somewhere to go. And we didn't even have our banner yet. So the fact that they found us without our banner, that was I'm, I'm like, like powerful. Really quickly, I want to point that out. I'm very proud of everyone who found us for like those <laughs> like Friday and on Saturday when we had no banner that for like a good chunk of time, not have a there banner. was nothing there. No. And y'all no. found us like clearly we were able to find each other and that, that speaks volumes. And I'm, I'm, I think the fact that we were able to be there for the folks who needed us, for the folks who needed a place to hide, for the folks who, <laughs> who like walked up and were just like, Hey, Hey, this it's, it's really white today. It's like really white, like really white. I'm like, I know, I know. Let me play some Tony Braxton. Like, let me just, <laughs> let's keep playing all this music. Like, let's make it a little, you know, inclusive and safe over here. But during the recordings, which you'll hear in just a little bit, um, you'll hear all the music in the background. You'll hear the crowds walking by. Uh, you'll you'll just see and hopefully be able to feel just where we were, what it felt like to be there, how happy we were to be there, how happy we were to be around each other, and and just just what it felt like to be around people of color and people that look like us and people that that are in the rowing setting and people of color and not lost, <laughs> very not lost, very not lost, uh, all at, a, at the, you know, this huge, very well-known regatta. So hopefully you'll be able to feel what it felt like to be there. Cause I'm still, I'm still riding that high Patricia. What a great feeling it was. Yes. Yes. So one thing that I know that we talked about in our, um, our lives, when we did them well there's a few things so one thing that i will definitely touch on was people of color young people of color i'm this is mostly directed to the younger um generations of people of color. i know how it feels to go out into a regatta and i know how it feels to go out into a regatta and kind of like not feel like feel like you have to fit into your team feel like you have to fit into our to to the, the world and the culture that's around us but when there's a tent for people like us for people like you take the opportunity. Um, I saw more young people of color try to avoid eye contact with the tent, with looking at it, knowing, seeing it, but knowingly like avoiding eye contact with any of us that were at the tent. Um, and then having their friends who are white point it out and be like, look, look, there's a tent that says people of color. And then they feel, then they felt uncomfortable. Um, I, like we touched on it, touched on this in the live for those who did see it. But it's so important. It is so important for us to take take back our space or take space. Um, we we've we've trained ourselves to learn to take very minimal space. Um, 
so we can get, get, get through the sport that we love. And we shouldn't be coasting through the sport. We should be enjoying it. We should be vibrant. You should feel happy to run up to another person of color and hug them out of regatta. I watched so many white people run from one end of the, <laughs> the river to another just to hang out with each other for like 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes sometimes for a quick second just to say hi. So when you see a space that you could, that is yours, I, it is so important for you guys to take control of it. Um, and I say this because I think back about how many times I avoided interacting with people of color when I was at regattas yeah, because same. I was like, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Cause I was in a group of so many white people though. The only people of color I did interact with were those who I came with. Yeah. Cause we knew the struggle together, but like outside of it, if I saw another kid of color, I was like, Oh no, I'm just gonna like, yeah. Side like, eye. And then ignore. Like we know we count, we saw each other. We know who's around, but we don't interact. Yeah. And this is we're 2021. It's time to interact. It's time to like step out of our comfort zone as much as it, it is stepping out of your comfort zone to say like, oh my gosh, I just want to check them out. I don't like you guys can keep going or, you know, like I know it's very busy at a regatta, but there was times where I literally saw you guys strolling around and you guys were like in between races or you don't race until the next day. And you just had to just like things like that. I think it's so important to interact with those people who look like you, who come from similar backgrounds as you. And, you know, like when people, when we started this rowing um, podcast, it wasn't to, to interact with, people of color who were like financially struggling or people of color yeah. who are just white yeah. or people of color who like there's we don't care where you're financially at or what yeah. like or, or where you come from it's all about connecting like connecting mm-hmm. our stories and growing from our stories and our mm-hmm. experiences so the next next generation don't deal with it so very importantly when you see a tent that is for you take advantage of it um and i i do want to say like as someone like you said patricia like as someone who 10, 15 years ago was at a regatta and I saw someone, actually Sandra Chu and I were talking about this. Sandra Chu, former head coach, uh, 25 plus years of coaching experience. Um, and she and I saw each other every year at a regatta and ignored each other. And I seriously regret that. Let me, let me, let me clarify. Cause she's going to call me. She'll literally call me after if she hears me say that. No, I ignored her. I ignored her. Me, the young 18, 19, 20 year old ignored her because I want to differentiate myself. And I do want to give space to those who are acting out of fear, acting out of protection, acting out of, uh, I just want to say just like preservation. Like I want to, I want to be here to enjoy this sport and I don't want to get those racial identities. You know, I, I think there are folks of color who definitely act like that because I, I, I know that experience. I know others who've had that experience as well. And I want to validate that. I want to give space for that at the same time, also wanting to validate that we have space now and we don't have to hide ourselves in order to be in a sport. We don't have to hide any part of our identity. We can bring our full self to the table because we row or we cox or we coach or we referee with our full self. Why should we hide any part of that? either, you know? So with that, I, I, I love that you said that Patricia, because that was something that we did record live on our Instagram. And we did, uh, see a lot of that, a lot of, a lot of people looking, people of color looking at us and being like, Oh, Oh no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. 
<laughs> oh gosh. But you know, everyone, everyone comes at their own at their own time, at their own speed, and and uh hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully this speeds things up. Without further ado, enjoy these episodes, folks. Hi guys. <laughs>